0: We have to go back! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we're reviewing star wars colon episode three dash revenge of the sith
1: In parentheses
0: (laughs) to get this episode started i think it's best to just go like to just refresh your memory i mean what better place to go than the source
1: george lucas (laughs) we have george lucas
0: on the show uh, no, uh, I wanted to read the opening crawl oh. for uh, episode three. Yeah. Uh, it should give you a lot of context to everything that you missed because walking straight into this movie, it feels like you missed a lot. Uh, and you did. Uh, prior to this movie, there was an animated movie that came out called Star Wars colon Clone Wars, oh. uh, which jumped started the TV series that lasted for, like, five years or so uh, on Cartoon Network because the Clone Wars lasted a really long time. And so they said, well, let's just see that and just print Star Wars merchandise for as long as we can um, with young pre-Vader Anakin and the ever-so-just-rugged Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's why... You might be like, "Hey, who's that robot with all those lightsabers? What, what what what's he doing here?" He was the main villain in the Clone Wars and the series. And so if you didn't watch
1: that, you probably didn't know any of that. But now you know how he dies. <laughs> Spoiler. Enjoy. <laughs> all right, here we go.
0: <clears throat> War. Oh. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. Terrible name. (laughs) There are heroes on both sides. On both sides, on many sides, there are heroes. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that is the opening crawl to Star Wars Episode 3. Now, this movie came out in 2005, a year where YouTube had just been invented where Guitar Hero hit shelves for the first time, and where Kanye West made his first public off-script comment saying, George Bush doesn't care about black people. It was a pivotal year for a lot of things, including the conclusion of this trilogy. So prior to 2005, George Lucas says that he has been working on this movie since, like, the 70s. But uh, upon further inspection, uh, George Lucas said that you know, I mean, I had plot points to do like a prequel, uh, but it's like all in my head, man. Where yeah, it's like, safe. Get, get off my back, Lucas
1: Films. You'll get uh, it when you get it. <laughs>
0: and so he, but he was basically building this uh, movie, like building the final chapter, like as. Clone Wars was being made and he originally promised to like tie up one end of just like hey why did they delete those files from Clone Wars and he says I will definitely answer that and then he didn't because he's like yeah but we have to like have this really big like thing with you know Anakin becoming Vader so uh the movie was had a ton of revisions like they like even in like editing and reshoots they were still fine-tuning the scripts uh, and the story of young Anakin's final full turn to the dark side. In fact, the opening scene was supposed to be seven different battles on seven different planets. Um, and then he's like, oh, well, I guess we can't do that. You know we would be better? Uh, decapitation. A Dooku decapitation. And there you go that's how you kick off a movie so the title revenge of the sith is a reference to revenge of the jedi the original title of return of the jedi Mm. but lucas changed the title um weeks before the premiere of return of the jedi declaring that jedi do not seek revenge until now yeah Uh, that makes sense i think that holds up (laughs) <laughs> so, like we said, this movie came out in 2005, and guys, this movie did stupidly well in the box office. Revenge of the Sith broke so many box office records during its opening week, It and it came to earn $848 million worldwide, making it, at the time, the highest grossing Star Wars franchise, unadjusted, for inflation.
1: And in 2005, it was the highest grossing film in the U.S. I mean, it makes sense that this would be bigger than the other Star Wars movies up Huge. to that point. Because it has the thing people had been waiting for with the... With the prilogy... What are we calling it? Proquilogy? The Proquilogy, yes. It, Trademark. It has the transformation from Anakin to Darth Vader. And that's what we wanted to see since episode one, really. So... It makes this be like, all right, there's no three and a half. Uh, uh, hey, Rogue One. People knew <laughs> this was going to be the one for the transformation. Yeah. So that's uh, a big draw for our audiences. Oh,
0: yeah. Because the whole prequel is predicated on the fact that it's just like, that guy's going to be Darth Vader. And like, you know that going into it. Yeah. Uh, so like, knowing that this was going to be the last one, definitely tons of hype. In fact,. Grayson, there are human beings who are in charge of research like this. So thank you, human beings. Um, The global outplacement firm called Challenger Gray and Christmas uh, claimed one week before the premiere that it may have cost the U.S. economy approximately $627 million in lost productivity because employees (laughs) took off a day of work. Reportedly calling in sick to see this movie.
1: Revenge of the sick. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the sick. Breaking news. This just in. (laughs) Revenge of the sick. Millions take off work to watch Revenge of the Sith. See what we did there?
0: (laughs) Grayson, you should work in the news.
1: Never again.
0: (laughs) Now, Grayson, I know um, that I've come to have a reputation for coming up with uh, rental sales and statistics. But my guy was in sick, so... He's probably uh, just
1: watching episode three. Oh, oh, you're probably right. (laughs) But
0: uh, I was able to get this information. This is the first Star Wars film never to be released on VHS in the United States.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: Did they release
1: Rogue One on VHS?
0: (laughs) We're going back to the vault. (laughs) There's a chance. However... The film was released on VHS in Australia, the UK, and other countries. So, if you are an American listening to this, and you have a VHS copy, uh, prove it. We want to see pictures. So, check this out. George Lucas originally wrote a scene where Palpatine reveals to Anakin that he created him from chlorians. What? And is thus his father. But Lucas ejected this scene as well. So basically, because remember, um, he said that, like, oh, yes, the dark side, you, you can move, manipulate mid to create life. He's like, what? Go on. It's like, oh, yeah, and also save lives. But you can't learn this from a Jedi. You didn't hear it from me. But, yeah, originally that was the plan. That, boom, big reveal. Palpatine made Vader out of...
1: Clorians. Wow, but that's not canon, right? Because it, it it got rejected.
0: Correct. So yeah, it was never uh, it was never shot. Um. So officially, officially no. But that was in one of the original scripts. Um. And then the, my last little fun fact is uh, just a, really about Hayden Christensen as a uh, an actor. That's his name, right? Christensen, actor. <laughs> Hayden Christensen actually had a really interesting career um, prior to Star Wars. Um, In 2000, um, he was part of this Canadian series that was – it's a convention-breaking series that followed a group of at-risk teens attending Mount Horizon High School, and it was a therapeutic boarding school – as they braved the difficulties, failures, and triumphs of their personal struggles with addiction, abuse, and disorders. Um, And that show was called No Joke, Higher Ground. Uh. (laughs) Deep dive for the jokes. Deep dive for the jokes. Uh, I uh, am so happy because I actually recognize him from that show because I used to watch that show because I was a big Canadian TV drama lover. Um, I say was still am. Um, There are literally dozens of us. There are dozens of us. And I was like, wait a second. They put the kid from higher ground in Star Wars. And then it all made sense. It all made sense. All right, Grayson, open us up with some Quote Corner. All
1: right, some of my favorite quotes. For this uh, episode of Quote Corner, I will be borrowing from episode two for one quote and pairing it with a quote from episode three to really emphasize where things went off the rails. We start with a quote from Anakin in episode two saying, Obi-Wan, you're the closest thing I have to a father. Jump to episode three. <laughs> you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. See, you got to determine the relationship. They they weren't on the same page.
0: D-T-R. Important D-T-R. in every relationship.
1: <laughs> every Padawan has to have a DTR with the Jedi Master. You just get confused and you end up, losing a limb are you my dad are you my brother it's hard to tell my second quote for quote corner comes from patame and this is actually just a a solid quote it says so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause yeah you say that all the time yeah no that was in that was my yearbook quote right before (laughs) i graduated (laughs) have a great summer this is how liberty dies uh that's great. And did you have a quote? My favorite quote is
0: is this one. It's an exchange, if you will. Um, Anakin says to Padme, you're so beautiful. Padme says, it's only because I'm so in love. Anakin says, no. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. Because love is oh, a competition. Yeah. And then Padme says, then love has blinded you? Uh-oh. Oh, he's, now he's he's backed up in the corner. Now Anakin says, "Well, that's not exactly what I meant." Padme says, "But it's probably true. Maybe she's born with it.
1: Maybe it's Anakin." <laughs> <laughs> Skill. And then my final quote for quote corner is actually more of a scene. Ricky. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, send you the link for the uh, for the scene here and. Uh, You'll be playing the part of Padme. I'll be playing the part of Anakin. And given the recent release of The Disaster Artist, I think it would be fitting for us to read this in the style of Lisa and Tommy, respectively. So, uh, yeah, I believe you have the first line. So take it away. Let me just get into character. Yeah, I got to channel my inner Tommy with so. Anakin, I was so worried about you. Obi-Wan
0: told me terrible things. What things? He said you turned to the dark side. That that you killed younglings.
1: Ha <laughs>
0: ha. Obi-Wan is trying to turn you against me. He cares about us. Us. He knows. He wants to help you. Anakin, all I want is your love. Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. Obi-Wan was right. You've changed. You've turned to the dark side. You're not Anakin anymore. I don't want to hear anymore
1: about Obi-Wan.
0: Anakin, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I cannot follow.
1: Because of Obi-Wan? Because of what you've done. I love you. Liar. You're with him. You brought him here to kill me. I did not. <laughs> A quote corner cold read. Well done. And that's all the quotes I got.
0: That's great. Yeah, let's go ahead and hop on into our reactions. Uh, So, Grace, when when was the first time you saw Star Wars Episode 3?
1: First time I saw this was like three weeks to a month after it came out. But I remember... Really wanting to see it in theaters, like the weekend it came out. Unfortunately, that was the same weekend that I got the West Nile virus and was hospitalized. Oh, So for me, this movie always brings back those memories. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. I remember laying in the hospital bed, seeing, like watching TV and seeing the commercial for it. And I was like, I should be there. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see that movie. Uh, Yeah, I eventually did. And I was like, okay.
0: Oh, man. So, like, I so I think I've mentioned this before in our other reviews of Episode 1 and 2. Uh, but I had only ever seen Episode 1 in theaters. I've um, never saw the other two. I just saw people online talk about it or have heard other people say, like, oh, yeah, it's just terrible. But this is my first time, like, actually watching it. And I got to say. I was, like, really impressed, especially with, like, the third act. I was like, huh. Like, I'm just, like, really enjoying the story. Because I feel like after the third act, like, there's there's no more setups. It's just mostly payoffs. It's just like, great. So, you know all this political jargon you've been having to sit through since episode one? Payoff. <laughs> Palpatine has had a plan, and it's called Executive Order 66. I'm like, oh, all oh, the jedis are gone now oh gosh and then the whole way that like uh palpatine's been like grooming uh anakin to be like his next like Bay because like and poor dooku firstly for the name but secondly because he just got
1: left for a younger hotter model you can see the betrayal in his face
0: oh but not cool man <laughs> slice
1: oh no ricky Mm. I feel like I shouldn't. I know it's not right, but it's time for... Do it. Do it. Dooku Canon!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Duku Canon, also known as Head Canon, is the part of the show where we show you our unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Um, and my biggest head canon is that uh, Dooku was having a bad hair day.
1: A little off the top. <laughs> uh,
0: um so uh I this is my I don't have much headcanon because it's super hard to come up with headcanon with such an established universe like Star Wars. Um like other than I don't know about you guys, but I think Darth Vader might be Luke and Leia's father. Who knows? Headcanon. Um but besides that, my biggest piece of headcanon is that Mace Windu is not
1: dead. Oh yeah, there's there's some really strong evidence towards that, and from Samuel Jackson himself. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen those videos where he's like, people fall from heights all the time, people get their hands cut off <laughs> all the time and in *Surviving Star Wars*. <laughs> Why is Mace Windu got to be dead? It's true. It's true. Who do you, if he's alive? Do you think he is somewhere else in the universe that we have seen? Because I know there was a theory out there oh. that Snoke was Mace Windu at one point. <gasps> Uh, there, there was like the disfiguration because he had the force lightning on him. Uh, all, all of that. This is his way of coming back. Yeah. That's just one. how did he get so big? (laughs) It's the hologram, man. You can scale those things up. Uh, the other people think that, uh, the apprentice that Palpatine is referencing the Darth Plagueis story, um, the guy who could defeat death, basically that Snoke could be him as well. And that's why Snoke is so like old and, and decrepit. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there are people with deeper star Wars knowledge out there than me that can totally debunk or verify any of this, but it would be interesting to, to have uh, Mace Windu exist somewhere in the future universe. Um, I mean, honestly, he is just begging to have his own standalone film.
0: Oh Yeah. I really hope that some light is shed in this last Jedi. What if the last Jedi's Mace Windu?
1: <laughs> you think you're the only ones who can survive Great Falls? Yeah. I. Uh, for my headcanon, I am very interested. Oh, so this is another thing that I just didn't really think about much before. At the end of episode three, Yoda says to Obi-Wan... Like, your old master learned how to basically communicate beyond death, which is interesting that that could be the Jedi equivalent to what Palpatine was referring to before. But the idea is that we know that Obi-Wan has the ability to be a Force ghost in the future and communicate with Luke. They are implying that he learned that from Qui-Gon Jinn, My headcanon, which is only kind of headcanon, more uh, a guess for the future, is that in the standalone Obi-Wan movie that they're going to do, that Qui-Gon Jinn will make an appearance as a forest ghost played by Liam Neeson. And that will finally justify the entire role that Liam Neeson had from uh, Phantom Menace, other than just finding Anakin.
0: Uh, And he is good at finding Taken... (laughs) children
1: <laughs> he really is he
0: has a particular set of skills
1: but it would be really interesting to see Qui-Gon Jinn as a force ghost come to grips with the fact that he basically created the most powerful villain in the galaxy and like I was wrong here's what you need to know <laughs> Obi-Wan to train Luke and make him the only one that can stop Darth Vader it's basically mm. Qui-Gon Jinn And Obi-Wan, both, because they're both at fault for Anakin becoming what he is to some degree. We done goofed. The the two of them prepared to make right uh, what they had done wrong. And I think that's going to be a really compelling story, uh, just looking at how how Obi-Wan has been camped out as Ben Kenobi on Tatooine all these years. Um, yep. rather than... Because people are like, well, what's that movie going to be? It's just like hiding in a cave watching Luke with binoculars? thats going to be so weird. But we know that they're setting it up through comments that uh, Jimmy Schmitz made in uh, uh, Rogue One and things like that to where with the introduction of Qui-Gon Jinn back into the universe uh, for a standalone Obi-Wan movie, we're, we are actually bringing the pieces together more tightly.
0: Oh, yeah. I would love it if... It just started um, with the, just Obi-Wan's perspective of him walking away from, you know, Tatooine. Of him just like walking, like he just like, the guy done handing the babies over, and then he just walks off. Mm. Um, just walks
1: straight into a cave.
0: <laughs> just walks straight into a cave. <laughs> um, and then he just starts sobbing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I want to see the moment when he realizes what Anakin has become.
0: Ooh, yeah. Because
1: when he sees Darth Vader in A New Hope, he's not really surprised. Like, he knows that it's Anakin. So there has to be some exposure, like even uh, pre-Rogue One, I would think, that he is aware to some degree that Anakin is mostly machine, that he's actually, like, the continuation of the Sith legacy. And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of um pretty crushing emotional baggage that can be played with Obi-Wan. Uh, and I'm excited to see you and McGregor tackle that it with oh, Liam yeah. Neeson again.
0: Yeah. I think that would be really great. Good job, Grayson. So now we're going to go into another segment called recast and remake. Recast. Remake. Remake. Uh, so, Grayson, yeah. if they were to, like, redo, since this is the final episode in the prequel mm-hmm. trilogy, the pre- prequilogy yeah. uh, trademark, who would you cast if they to recast uh, for them to redo this whole shebang? Um, let me know right after I tell you what I'm <laughs> going to say. Um, I only have two real people. Uh-huh. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn. Gary Oldman, um, I think that he would be an amazing Qui-Gon Jinn. That Jin. would be good. Um,
1: and Danny DeVito as Watto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Those two. Um, and then for Padme, I think Jennifer Lawrence or Shailene Woodley mm. would be real solid. I'd nice.
1: Elizabeth Olsen for Padme. Oh, nice. Yeah. that's oh, And
0: I have to say, for Palpatine. Uh, Bill Hader. No one else, no one else can do it. It's Bill Hader
1: or cancel the whole prequel. Uh,
0: no, no, no. I just I only imagine Bill
1: Hader doing that. Uh, for my cast, uh, recasting Obi Wan, I casted him a little older with Russell Crowe. Um, I think the 30 year jump is a little more believable to Alec Guinness. Uh, when you start at Russell Crowe, otherwise you're like, <laughs> the tattooing landscape was rough on Obi-Wan. Uh, for Anakin, I have Miles Teller. He's said Miles Teller? Internationally, he's known as Kilometers Teller.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, there he goes. Yeah. No, he'd be... he'd be Oh,
0: yeah, he'd be good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he was in Whiplash, right? Yeah, yeah. Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then mentioned Padme, Elizabeth Olsen, Mace Windu, Terry Crews, and then for Palpatine, I have Christopher Plummer. He's on my mind with uh, "All the Money in the World," but Christopher Plummer is uh, a real great, uh, seasoned actor that I think could have that uh, that Palpatine vibe to him.
0: You know, I thought you were talking about like him just being a rich actor. He's in a movie called "All the Money in the World." Yep. Got it. Hear it. I'm there.
1: And Danny DeVito as Watto. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. I think that's a a solid recast. Uh, All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment of the show where we give you our reasons to recommend. Now, Grayson. Yes. Why would you recommend Order 66? (laughs) Destroy all Jedi. No. Why would you recommend uh, Star Wars colon Uh. Episode 3 Dash? The Revenge of the Sith. Actually, just Revenge of the Sith. It's
1: cleaner. Uh, (laughs) I would recommend this movie because it is the transformation that you've been waiting for for all of the prequels. Because we want to see how does Anakin become one of the greatest villains in the galaxy. And it delivers on that. So, for nothing else than that third act of this movie, uh, I I would recommend it. Because the showdown between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, you get more context for that for that fight in A New Hope, having watched Revenge of the Sith, knowing that this is something Anakin has stewed over and he blames Obi-Wan for where he is now. And the greatest thing he could do would be to kill his former master. Uh, it it just adds so much to the to that fight later on. So uh for that reason, uh, I, I do think there are parts of this movie that enhance the original trilogy.
0: Absolutely. Now I the reason I'd recommend this movie is because I mean if you've if people have told you, Oh yeah, the prequels suck, here's the thing. Like I've said this many times before, especially in movies that uh have more of a bad rap, but like this movie has a lot to give and a lot to offer. Um And I think that this is probably the vision that George Lucas was trying to get to this whole time. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, listen, I mean, sure, yeah, he's a pod racer. Yeah, let's have that be, like, such a major part of this first movie. But, like, didn't really play a ton into, like, anything else, really. Like, at the last scene, (laughs) it's not like, oh, and finally, he outraced Obi-Wan Kenobi, like in Fast and Furious,
1: Nasa Nasabantha Kenobi.
0: Um, but yeah, so I would recommend this movie largely for like the third act. Like the third act is solid. Like it's just solid, and um, it's it gave context to something that I didn't know I wanted context to, which is like how the Empire became the Empire, and it made all the boring political stuff make a ton more sense. And I, I really appreciate that. Like I that. I'm grateful for that part of the movie because I'm like, oh, this makes a ton of sense. Like, this is how you take, oh, like this is world domination. You play the slow game and you get muscle that is going to be super, super epic later on. Uh, so yeah, I it's 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 good. It's a, it's a good movie. I would say give it a chance. Um, and if you can find a copy of it on VHS in the United States. Good for you. Way to go. You did well it. Done. You got an Australian copy. That's impressive. So that is our review of Star Wars colon episode three dash revenge of the Sith. Let us know what you remember about Revenge of the Sith. On Twitter, we are at FlashbackFlicks, and we have so many lovely people over there just saying all the nice things, so please keep that up. Let us know what you like about it, and or, uh, what would you want your Sith name to be? Um, Not Dooku, I can tell you that. Taken. Definitely. (laughs) So yeah, let us know that. And also, it would mean a lot if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it is the best way... For you to support the show, um, next to being a patron, if that's a thing that you like to do. But it's the second best thing you can do to support the show that keeps the show going and helps people to see that this is the best podcast to have uh, retro movie conversations with. So, on a scale of one to five Dooku heads
1: or, or, or lightsabers. Yeah, well, you have, like, a single-blade lightsaber. Then you have, like, Darth Maul that had a double-blade lightsaber. Let's oh. say a quintuple-blade lightsaber, <laughs> one better than Kylo Ren.
0: We'll know. We'll know what the stars mean. Yeah. But don't fight over it. We wouldn't want a star war. I don't even know right. what you just did there. <laughs> like, like, the ratings. Like, don't fight over who has the best oh, rating. Oh,
1: because you actually give stars. yeah wow you know what egg on my face
0: oh hey listen it's okay i won't need to get revenge on you i don't even know what you did there (laughs) uh and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind